This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. What if I told you about a man who flipped a script on a hippo and forced him to eat his own grief? That he knows the show better than the show knows itself. That he knows where the bodies are buried. What if I told you there's a man who gave up croquetas for avocados? That it turns out avocado toast isn't so bad after all. That turtlenecks can be winter wear as well as summer wear. 4040 presents a story about the LA local Jorge Sedano. You can take the kid out of the 305, but you can't take the 305 out of the kid. Next, we are going to go uh, to John in Miami. Um, he's got a, uh, a couple of questions for you. Go ahead, John. Hey, que hola, que vuelta. Aquí, aquí. Um, so I have, I have a whole bunch of questions, but um, we're kind of trying to keep to time. So uh, I'm going to go to one that I actually farmed out to a mutual friend. Um, okay. That, and so he wanted to know this. Um, uh, he, went to, he went to high school with you at Pace. Okay. And uh, he, he wants to know, when was the last time you played a, a sport uh, competitively or a competitive sport? And the second part to that question is, um, and when was the moment that you learned that uh, there are world-class athletes out there and that you weren't one of them? Oh, my God. That was very quick. Like, I didn't even have to. We don't have to. We could start there. Um, definitely once I got to high school, cause, um, one, you know, the school I went to at Pace was like a really high level, um, even though it was a private school, it was a very high level of, um, competition when it came to athletics. Um, their basketball team was always like in the kind of the state, uh, tournaments and things of that nature. We had a couple of guys go D1. Uh, so right away, even like I played, even one year in, in high school, I played volleyball 
And I played with a guy who played on the AVP tour. His name was Michael Clark. Um, so it was just like insane. Like every sport um, that, uh, you know, for where I went to high school, they had somebody that either turned professional or came very close to turning professional while I was there. Um, you know, but certainly a ton of division one athletes. Um, I did do martial arts for a really long time. Like I used to fight. Um, so discipline. the last time I did Japanese goju, um, almost all my life. And then I got into the mixed martial arts stuff a little bit in the early stages of mixed martial arts. Um, I just wasn't a fan of the wrestling aspect as much. I like to stand up more. Um, and then I realized I want to be on TV, so I probably shouldn't do this very often because I'm going to get my face bashed in too many times, even if I'm beaten <laughs> at it. Um, so Because nobody's that good at it where they don't get their face cracked. You know what I mean? So I was like, eh, I probably need to make a decision. But the last time I fought competitively was probably like 20 years ago almost, um, where I went in there, uh, and it was in a tournament in Orlando. Uh, it was the U.S. Open of Martial Arts. And I went in there and I went up, I, in the first round, I fought like the number one guy on the circuit in my weight class. And he hit me with all he had He kicked me right in the head. And it was crazy <laughs> because I like took it like, and I almost like looked at it. I was kind of like stunned when he hit me. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's all you've got. Like, so I felt good in a way. Like, yeah, you just kicked me in the head and I barely flinched and it, it should have hurt more. But also I'm like, Wow, that was so fast. I can't keep up with this guy. He is going to kick my ass um, in the, you know, from a sport perspective. So that was probably the last time. So it was probably close to 20 years ago. Wow. All right. Can you guess who the mutual friend is? I don't know, man. Like that, I mean, listen, I grew up in Miami. I lived there for 30 years. Um, and I went to high school with a lot of people. So all right, it was uh, Carlos Frias. Oh, Carlos Frias from the Miami Herald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, he said the, the question occurred to him when he was when he was uh, remembering about trying out for the football team, and um, and then he went up against a varsity player. Yeah, Frias was wrote. also on the volleyball team. I don't know if he played the same year I did, but I know he was also on the volleyball team there. And by the way, our volleyball team was like um, they didn't have boys state championship then, but we killed everybody in every tournament. Like our team was crazy good. Um, we had a guy, we had another guy, Haven Jackson, who was on that volleyball team, who played Division One basketball, too. He was on the basketball team. Um, and he was actually a better volleyball player than a basketball player, but obviously it was easier to get a D1 scholarship playing basketball than volleyball. Roger that. Thanks. All hey, right. for, Seth, for Seth Greenberg, uh, who is the you know, ESPN college basketball uh, you know, analyst or whatever. He played for him at the University of South Florida in Tampa. Gracias, Pablo. Yeah, yeah, buddy, for sure. And I all right, we're gonna we're gonna try and and uh, I, we know you've got a, a hard network out coming up, so we're gonna try and get through these <laughs> these uh these last few questions here. Um, uh, Mike Ryan fan account, you are up next. I believe you've got a pretty uh in depth basketball question, so let's see if we can get through this one. Yeah, I usually have a Velociraptor question, but I'm not exactly in that state of mind just yet. Uh, I'm actually at my parents' house, which is why there's kind of a Velociraptor behind me, Boshy Bear back there. Uh, so yeah, the great Mike Ryan's always saying, you know, Twitter is such an echo chamber. Uh, and so my, you know, my thoughts on Bosch is that, you know, he's just an all time great player because of, he was the glue in my head for that big three, but you having such a national perspective, uh, 
how 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 do you think the national media or national fans see Chris Bosh? I think over time people have come to respect what he did for those teams. To your point, um, you know, Eric Spolstra during that time would talk about LeBron being the best player. Dwayne is like the heart of the organization, but Chris is the most important player. Um, to your point, because Chris was the one that had to do the majority of the sacrificing, right? Like Dwayne and LeBron. Uh, LeBron, obviously, you know, particularly from the second year on, got to be LeBron James, right? Like the guy winning the championships, being the MVP. Dwayne still had his moments, right? Whereas Chris did all the sacrificing. Chris, in a game seven in the NBA Finals, had to guard the single greatest power forward in the history of the game um, and didn't even get a lot of opportunities to get shots up and finish with zero points, yet still had a tremendous impact because he had to guard Tim Duncan for so many possessions, right? And there were moments that like, you know, and I've had these conversations with Chris where in that game, Chris is like, how the hell did he hit that shot? Like, I could not have played better defense on him. Um, so yeah, look, Bosch was ridiculous. In, and he played big in some of the biggest moments. You know, obviously the game six, everyone remembers the rebound, right? And, the, and then of course the block shot on Danny Green on the next possession or whatever, or I'm sorry, in the overtime to, to seal the game. Um, but he had big shots across the board, right? We used to joke calling him Big Shot Bosch, um, you know, all the time on, you know, in, in, on Dan's show and on the local shows or whatever back then. Because he did. He was always hitting big, timely threes. He was hitting big shots. He was their best um, pick-and-roll defender. And he went from a guy in Toronto who wasn't a good defender at all um, to being the best pick-and-roll defender in the league by every metric possible. Um, and it really was a testament to him saying that, yeah, look, I'm not going to get the shots up that I normally got. I'm not going to get the rebounding numbers. because I'm playing further away from the basket, but I'm going to do something really awesome. And that's play defense in a, on a level that I never played before. So the type of sacrifice that he made, I think people as time has evolved have realized that because if you look at who like LeBron went to play with Kyrie and Kevin Love afterwards, and you know, Kevin Love's a great player too. Don't get me wrong. But you started to notice very quickly he's not Chris Bosh, right? Like, like Chris Bosh, um, Kevin may have been a better shooter than him from distance, but Chris was a better overall player. Um, he's a lock, I think, to be a Hall of Famer, even though he didn't get in on his first try. And, and defensively, he was way better than Kevin. So I think people started to take notice then some. And unfortunately, because his career was cut short, I think people got a chance to reflect on it more and be like, yeah, like people were way harder on Chris than they needed to be in that time. And also, I think the game evolved, right? So the game evolved, and he was one of like the first guys um, that went from the traditional power forward. Look, Nowitzki was the first one, right? But Nowitzki was always that, right? Like, But Chris went from being the dude who was um, – like the old school power forward who, you know, played from the elbow or the post and then started to finally float out. And people were pissed that he was floating out to the perimeter because Eric wanted him to do that because that created more space for Dwayne and LeBron. And it eventually worked itself out because I look at it this way and I've had these conversations with Chris, which is like, dude, if you were, if you would have been able to still play, he would have been like the best stretch five in the league. Um, had his career not been cut short because yeah. of the skill set that he had offensively and clearly defensively, what he was able to do in the ground he was able to cover. So it is kind of a shame that his career was cut short.
Right on. All right. Up next, we've got Barrett. Uh, I believe he's got a uh, uh, wants a, a, a looking for a story here. Barrett, go ahead. Yeah, I know we're pressing on time, so I hope this doesn't take up too much. My dude, I'm coming at you from the East Coast, but I appreciate everything you have done for Sports Nation out there on the West Coast. I'm wondering what your best Sports Nation story was, like, you know, behind the scenes with all the people. Oh, man, that show was so much fun to do back then. Um, You know, it's kind of crazy. Like, I I feel like on that show, there was just always a lot of silliness, um, you know, going on. Like, working with Michelle Beadle, I think, was as fun a thing as I've ever done. Like, I didn't really know her super duper well when I moved to L.A., um, but like, I remember when I, when I did move to LA, like I sent her a text, I'm like, Hey, you mind just like grabbing coffee or whatever? Like before, you know, I, I start and, and she was always super cool. The best thing about working on that show was I think just kind of the chemistry that she had with everybody. Like you could have been there for two seconds and she was so good at like figuring you out, um, and being able to kind of drop in like a funny snide remark that would make you laugh about yourself or her making fun of herself. Like she was just so good. Like I honestly think that when it comes to like hosting a general sports show, like it could be anything really. Um, She's in a category with very few people. Um, So she was really the engine for it. I thought, Um, but behind the scenes, yeah, I just think it was just the, the bullshitting between her and me and Marcellus and, and Amin, and they would make fun of Amin all the time. Like, it was just ragging on Amin a lot. Like, that was the thing. Now that I think about it, that was what, I, what stuck out the most. Um, because Amin and I would usually come over from the jump, because it was one show after the other, like, literally. Right. Um, so we would, the one show would end, they would start the show and the A block, and then we would join in either midstream in the first block or, like, in the second block. And it was always just like some sort of like making fun of, uh, of, of each other. Um, but generally, it always revolved around a me. There was a lot of poking fun out of me. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thanks for being on with us, Hollywood George. Yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> As a group of people that love uh, poking fun at a mean, uh, that warms our, our, uh, our hearts very much. All right, we're going to go to our foreign correspondent. Uh, in Australia, that is Morgan. She got her Go uh, mouth taped up. I don't know what's going she on. She might there. be out. She has a, a what appears to be a lip mask on. And oh no, what I, I know, Morgan's been doing her makeup during the the podcast. Um, okay, all right, she's got a lip mask on. So our foreign correspondent is uh, indisposed at the moment. So we're going to uh, you know, it's, it's live. It's it's live production ladies and gentlemen and that's you just got to roll uh, with things she, like that. she appears to be wanting she wants to make clear that she's doing some sort of horror makeup as opposed to yes um, yes so oh, to be, okay to be clear for morgan thank you thank you very much for that uh clarification all yeah, right that so, didn't look cool by the way whatever that was that, uh, <laughs> that, that is, yeah that's a special like effects makeup she is awesome. tying her lips together and putting a for sale tag on it is i what did see that doing. yeah Uh, all right, I can't wait to see that. Um, damn, uh, the timing on that could not have been worse, Morgan. I'm so sorry. Uh, I mean, is, uh, I, it is look, it is kind of on you, 
Because I had been noticing she was taping up her mouth for a long time. I got to be honest with you. That was kind of like you got to know. You got to be able to look at the different boxes and know who you're know who you're going to. George, come on, man. I so I'm doing this on my phone, by the way, my iPhone. Um, I've been watching Morgan. Uh, forgive me for not realizing that this was going to end with her literally having her tape uh, uh covering her mouth. Um, that that was uh that that's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, I. I completely butchered that Morgan you look fantastic uh, I'm gonna go back to Lou Rafter uh, Bruce and sales uh, he's got one last thing for you before we let you go actually I'm gonna do a pickup if you don't mind um, uh, I'm gonna go to Pamela right quick and see if she's got a question for you Pamela go I ahead do. thank you I do have a question so this is hard-hitting serious journalism so I hope uh -oh. you're ready uh -oh. would you rather? be a very small person living in a kangaroo pouch or a regular sized person with a pouch that has a kangaroo living in it? Good question. Very, very good question. Now, I would suppose that the kangaroo is also small though, right? If I have a pouch and I'm a normal size yes. not, not a normal sized kangaroo. Right. I don't it's, think a normal sized kangaroo can fit. Yeah, so, so I guess it'll be a baby. inherently in the question, so I need to know the specific before yeah, I answer. Yeah, so you're going to have to raise the baby kangaroo, I guess, until it's ready to be out. Okay, <laughs> I definitely then am going to be person with a pouch with a baby kangaroo because I just feel like that is so unique just to be able to have a kangaroo. I've always wanted to visit Australia. I've never done it. Um, so I'm in on being the father to a baby kangaroo to raise it. Uh, until it's grown, and then maybe it can like take me places. I can just like hop on its back. Or Somebody in LA has that. Uh, I love that. Somebody in LA has a pet kangaroo. No, there's That's no question. Perfect. People in LA have all sorts of stuff that Ron McGill would be very upset about. I'm sure. Yes, no, I mean absolutely. a pouch with a kangaroo in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I think John meant literally. Some somebody has uh, had the surgery to have a pouch. Got uh, a pouch. A baby kangaroo, um, in LA. All right, I'm gonna throw it. I'm going to throw it to, oh, Morgan's back. Morgan's I, think, ready, I, I think we got Morgan. I think we got yeah. Morgan. Morgan, go a, ahead. I cut a hole in my mouth. So yeah, I, I saw that. I'm so sorry. But the I'm, tape is, the tape is, uh, it looks like your skin now. You've done a good job with that. Uh, not finished, but we're going to get there. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, 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 I ruin this every single time. I'm an absolute fucking mess. Um, can you give me your top five Australian um, basketballers of all time? Holy moly. I don't know if I can name more than one to be up. No, because does oh, Kyrie Irving count? No. Ben Simmons? <laughs> yes. Okay. Ben Simmons. Uh, Andrew Bogut. Well, you've named the three three Melbourneian born um, number one draft picks. That's good. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Is Matthew Delavidova Australian? He is. Okay. So, Delhi. Thank you. And I'm missing one. Who else am I missing? Um, Wow. Yeah, you, you stumped me on Pan that. Antonio. Patty Who? Mills. Patty Mills. Patty Mills. How could I forget Patty Mills? He destroyed my heat in the 2014 NBA Finals. Yes. <laughs> was he just waving the towel then? There was a stage where he just waves the towel. No, he was hitting shots in their eye. That's what he was doing. In yeah, my, my favorite version was when he just waved the towel. But I really liked the kangaroo question. Thank you, Pamela. Yes. <laughs> that, that was. 
That could not have uh, have have segued better into Morgan being done with that uh, horror makeup. All right, <laughs> to uh, to to wrap this up, we're gonna throw it back to to Lou Rafter, uh, aka Bruce and Sales. Go ahead, Lou. Hey, so uh, we kind of started this new tradition where we make a gift for the guests, a unique gift for the guests on the show, and then we have a really specific yes or no question for you afterwards. But okay. if you kind of saw me, I kind of up around. Every time I lost you. Hold on, hold on, Bruce, 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 Bruce. I know. Bruce, hold on, hold on, Bruce. Every time, every time I know, right? Every time, every time you your first question is perfect, and then this part comes, and this happens. Okay, we're gonna do a pickup. Hold on. Go. All right. So we made you a custom hat. Oh, nice. It's got your face on it, and it says, I, like I it. know where the bodies are buried. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. The only, other, so, the only other thing that could have gone up now was also, uh, you know, the timing of it probably didn't help. But I am, uh, I'm going to be on the show tomorrow on Friday, August 7th, and I am definitely flipping the script on Dan again tomorrow. That is definitely happening. Do it. And I've got have, actual yeah. Stugatz text messages. Last time I only gave... A, my interpretation of the Stugatz text messages. I have literally pulled four text messages from my conversations that I will read uh, between Stugatz and yes. I over the last eight years. Burn it down. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And he's not there to defend himself this time, so it will be... Um, and in most of them, Fantastic. Put, he is going to be put in compromising positions. So <laughs> we love him it. like you did Neil Rogers. What's that? <laughs> Bury him like you did Neil Rogers. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. All right, George, we cannot uh, thank you enough for your time. Wait, now I have a question for you guys. Okay. Okay. So Go ahead. I have a Go question ahead. for you guys. And any of you can, you know, raise your hand and say you want to answer, and then we'll, okay. we'll do this. Um, who is your favorite character on the Levitard show? Like of the main guys. Like if you had to take like a straw poll. Um, you know, I, we'll get individual answers and then we can kind of take like a straw poll here. Okay. Um, let's just go around the horn here. Go ahead. You okay. guys pick whichever way you want to go. Okay. I'll, I'll call this out. Um, I'll, okay. I'll go down the participant list. I'm going to go first. I will say because partly because of how much it annoyed the fan base, corporate Mike was one of my favorite things they have ever done. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Loved corporate Mike. Okay. Next up, Mike Ryan fan account. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like this one's easy. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll, I'll say when he's when Mike's being wacky, you know, whenever it's it's after he's done serious sports, you know, Mike, uh, you know, he's done his, you know, uh, uh, hurricanes talk, his his Browns talk, and then it's like he just he just becomes one of the shipping container guys, and it's just, yeah, yeah, you know, talking about Mike. Mike All right, that's bad. Mike <laughs> is such a passionate Hurricanes fan. I'm, I was there. Um, I went to Miami. I flew to Miami to watch the Miami Notre Dame game in 2017. And I watched the game. And then I ran into Mike in the hallway um, after the game as I was going to the parking lot. And I, we, I jumped in his arms after they kicked the crap out of Notre Dame. And it was like it, the best visual I can give you. There might have been a picture floating on the Internet with it. Because um, I think his wife took the picture. And you can see like my underwear. Um, the, it, the best way to describe it, it's like when in baseball, when they win the world series and like 
the pitcher jumps in the catcher's arms, right? And <laughs> right. Like, like, that's exactly our the recreation that we had there. But yes, all right. so I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, not at all, not at all. We are we are on your schedule. Arms. Thank you. All right, uh, I think I think Stano asked who jumped into whose arms. George, I jumped into Mike's arms because he's okay, way better than I. Am. Perfect, perfect. Love that visual. All right, Barrett, your favorite character. Yo, back row is the best row. You cannot pick between the two of them. Billy and Chris are my guys. Billy, please send me that painting. All right, Asom, you're up next. I gotta go, Chris, with an Allison close second. Allison is so underrated. Yes, I just spoke to Allison last week. She is so underrated. I miss Allison on the show so much. <laughs> it's plus three, by the way. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pamela, go ahead. Okay, so it's Chris, but very, very close second. It's actually Greg. So. Oh, wow. Good, man. He's kind of my spirit animal. Yes, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Jeff. What up, Jorge? My favorite character is far away from the mic. Super bro. Uh, you get so pitted. So pitted. Thanks for the za. That's great. All right. Up next, uh, Drake, Cody Cavalry. The only answer is the angel of nuance, which means everybody's really, really good. Thanks, everybody. He, he, as as the the operator of the Cody Cavalry account, that was off the board as well. Wasn't expecting that. Okay, Lou Rafter, go ahead. He kind of looks like Cody. You look like you could be a Cody. Yes. We have all said he's Cody's half-brother. Yeah. We're fourth fourth cousins. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Stugatz. All right. Based my life on him. Stugatz has been very low, I feel like, on this. There's a lot of Billy, a lot of Chris. Uh, I am uh, I am impressed with that. Impressed it's like asking well, which mean, your favorite child is. The, no, I get it. Like get you know, it. I, I inspire have one more me. Question. So who else hasn't gone yet? I think that's everybody. Nope. Don, one more. Oh, John. I'm sorry. God. It's all right. It's all right. John, um, go ahead. I'm also I'm a Guillermo Luis uh, guy, and uh, but Chris is is climbing up the charts with a bullet. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Billy and Chris near the top. All right. So my other question is. Who is your least favorite? Um, and you can you you don't have to you know you can insult me if it's one of the least favorite person that appears on the show semi regularly, like the person that you're wow. like. Okay, that's impossible. That's impossible. Oh man. Okay, we're gonna do this. this is, that's the toughest question. You around. have okay. All right. You is this a trend in your life where you're like flipping the script on everybody I'm that you just? The script. Yes. Good yeah. lord, George. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going first. And, and, and look, um, there could be a specific reason. Like, okay. you can just cite, I want you to cite a specific sure. reason. Like, yeah, okay, you know, I'm. I'm not saying that this would be the way. Right, I, right, this right. This is not my thing. It's just an example. Like, you could sure, say, sure, sure, sure. Mia, okay, that's fair. I don't love her laugh. Right, or you could say uh, Pablo because he's too damn smart. Right, like just you know, it could be something like yeah, that. Yeah, I feel you. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, Morgan. Go ahead. I think I heard her first. On me go. Ron McGill. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Wow. All right. I like it. I like it. Stunning one right out of the gate. He called me in a bimbo. He's out. He did. You don't call me in a bimbo and get away with it. You are out. Off the Christmas card list. All right. All right. Asom, go ahead. 
um, liked him, but I have a feeling I'm not going to like him coming going forward is Jorge Masvidal. Okay. 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 Good one. Good one. John in Miami, go ahead. Uh, it's Stu, you know, for all these antics and, um, you know, owing Billy money and, yeah, it's got to be Stu. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Barrett, go ahead. I got to say, any host that is filling in that is not Randy Scott or Katie George. Okay. All right. It's a tough show to fill in on, though, for God's it sake. Is. Like, let's it is. be real. Absolutely there are very is. few end shows that have the kind of rabid following that this show has. Yeah. We do not make it easy on anybody no. that comes in contact with this show. I feel terrible for anyone filling in for the first time. Like, I just want to, like, pat them on the back and tell them everything's going to be okay. <laughs> All and, right. And Peter, and Peter did good. Peter was fine. But just imagine a Randy Scott, Katie George show. Right, that right, right. That would be right. a fire fill-in. Yeah, I feel like ESPN doesn't do it justice because they could, like, if they knew in advance, they could say, hey, I mean, can you come on? Or, Jorge, can you and Mike run it? And they could get something that's more in the realm of what? You know, right. Well, they right. do try. <laughs> they do try because they asked me to do a couple weeks ago, but it was just like, I, I asked them, I said, well, if you can get me someone else that I'm friends with to work on the show, like I'd do it, um, you know, someone in the in the universe, right? And they couldn't get a second person, so I was like, nah, I'm good, you know? All right, up next, uh, Mike Ryan fan account. Go for it. Uh, Clinton Yates. Clinton Yates? Why Clinton Yates? Uh, <laughs> it's, he's, he can be kind of rough sometimes. Okay. But, Jorge, I guess while we're, while we're flipping uh, scripts, can I ask you, like, why the show doesn't put out more in advance the dates that they'll be out? Because I'll admit, I've had times where it's like, you know, I need my serotonin rush from the show, and I didn't know they were going to be out that day. It wasn't put out anywhere. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I, my guess is a lot of that is because Stugatz is a lazy ass. Um, <laughs> you know, but... You know, I feel like Dan kind of tells people when he's going to take some time off. I feel like Dan gives pretty decent notice, like, hey, we're going to be off next week or whatever, you know? I also think they know the behavior of their fans. If they tell it in advance, you're not going to tune in and give anybody a chance. And you might come across a fill-in host that you genuinely like if you just give them the opportunity. Like a Randy Um, Scott, right. Exactly. exactly, Precisely right. All right. uh, uh, Sano in Brooklyn, go ahead. So first, John. How did you not say Samson? I can't believe it. I agree with you 100%. Stu Gatz, hands down. Short of <laughs> fill-ins, Stu Gatz annoys the shit out of me. Wow. All right. All He's right. Next up. Notes. It's not. It's an old thing. Old, uh, old Next news. up, Lou Rafter. Greg Cody. Whoa. Wow. Wow. I ride wow. with Dominic okay. on this one. Okay. All right. All right. I can see where Greg Cody would annoy you. Now, I love Greg Cody because I've also known Greg Cody for like 20 right. years. Yeah. So I think yeah. You, you know different. him in a different way. But if he wasn't someone I knew for 20 years, I probably would want to punch myself in the face listening to him. Yes. Pamela, go ahead. So I think, I think it's going to sound like I'm being negative and I don't mean it to, but I think it's Bomani because I have a pretty set way of thinking and he changes my mind a lot and challenges me okay. and I go, damn wow. i thought i knew that already Mm-mm. right he good answer me always that is an interesting answer but that's a good answer that's fantastic i i completely agree steak sauce go ahead let me tell you great question uh sedano this is going to be the end of the podcast forever because <laughs> uh, i'm gonna have to fire a few people after this <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go with Pablo because I walk around most of the time feeling dumb and he makes me feel just a little extra dumb. <laughs> That's that. Yeah. I, I think he does that to a lot of us. I All will right. say this. If you ever, not that the video would ever get released, but if you would ever get a chance to see Pablo steak sauce, uh, you know, perform uh, at Dan's wedding, um, you would be blown away. He absolutely killed it. I'm a journalist. I have my sources. I could try to get out there. I've seen the Greg <laughs> Cody video. It, I, it, I could try to get that one too. He brought the house down. It was incredible. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Stu Pot, go ahead. I'm going to have to go with all the fill-ins as well, even Randy Scott. I just don't be filling these dudes. It's like they get them from out of nowhere. I don't know where they pull them from. <laughs> but I would think it'd be, be a better idea if they just like let the shipping container run it and maybe like just call some of y'all or something, bro, or do it like that. Like keep it more show based because they go get these people from left field and they try to do the act, but it's like somebody trying to impersonate George. Yo, it ain't working out. Right. We're off just getting somebody in the house where that the fan base is already familiar with. So you really ain't, and even when you try to break somebody new in, you doing it with a, uh, with the people we already know. Because I think like the shipping containers should run it every time they out. If they not out, I just think the shipping containers should run it and hit up people like you and me and just do that type of thing. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. I think that they have tried. Like I said, a couple of weeks ago, um, Liam, who is uh, the you know the guy in Bristol, I'm sure you've heard the name before. Um, he did hit me and my, my response was just that. Like, I'll do it, um, but I, it's gotta be with somebody like that I'm already cool with. Like, I'm not trying to work with some random person that I don't know. And it's no disrespect to any of those fill-ins, right? Like, but it's just like, I know what the show's supposed to sound like. So to, to not do you guys a disservice, like I'd yeah. rather, if it's not going to be with someone who's in that universe, then I, I don't think so. But they do try. I'll give them credit for that. Right. Sounds like we got to be friends so we can do right. shit together. <laughs> All right. Uh, Aaron in Memphis, go ahead. Uh, I've got a two-way tie with uh, Stan Van Gundy because of his – Mainly because whoa. of his food takes. His food takes rub me the wrong way. His chip takes. His chip takes. What are the problems with Stan Van Gundy's food takes? What know. is your biggest food issue with Stan Van Gundy's food Wow. Uh – just he likes everything plain and boring. He doesn't. Well, like that's dinner. fine. Yes, but you know, he's fat. I, fat people like plain stuff. <laughs> never met a fat person that liked plain stuff. It's oh, normally fat people are, are not fat people like everything. Let me think of all the herbs I can put on this. They're like, no, I want this now. Plain. Fat food. <laughs> Leave him alone. You've had a terrible fat day today, don't. Aaron. Fat people take everything. Read it all. Oh, and uh, Michael Doliak because he didn't like my song. all right uh up next we got uh drake go ahead drake i'm gonna be prisoner of the moment and i'm gonna go with um baron davis (gasps) now i will say this i only listened to the first two days of baron davis but i was very proud of him for flipping the script i gotta be honest with you (laughs) i even sent him a tweet that said i'm proud that you were able to flip the script on levitar because he deserves it (laughs) but but to that note how easy is it to flip that script oh but here's the thing it's not that easy because dan does not like to take let go of the steering wheel he likes to give you the steering wheel he does not like it ripped away from him if you could see his face the first time we flipped the script on him on that Zoom call, he was stunned. Like, it looked like I had jabbed him right in the face, right in the bridge of his nose. 
And, it, you know, once and he, you know, the fact that we had like production ready for it. And then I asked him about babies right out of the gate. He was not a happy camper. No. So. Well, uh, and neither am I with the fact that you have completely uh, railroaded uh, this podcast and now you're making us <laughs> I completely the script on you. You, Yeah, you did. You're making us throw these people under the bus, George. I don't like it. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. All right. Gotta, all right. All right. You got to think it's, it all through. There's all sorts okay, of different parts to your life and your, <laughs> your right. love for know, the show. I know. And sometimes admitting that there are things you don't love as much is sure. also healthy for you. All right. All right. Perfect. That's fair enough. This has been That's my favorite. All right, Jeff, you're up next. All right. So does Dan Stanzik count? I mean, Dan Stanzik counts. He is uh, he's on Stupidity. He is the the producer of Stupidity. Is he on the Levitard show though that often? Well, I, that's I that's what I'm asking. I'm not I'm not sure. If he's not on the Levitard show, then no. I mean, by extension on Stupidity, maybe. Um, but that's fine if you want if, if you don't want to, you know. Run it, All right, no, no, I got, I, I got another one for you, but, but, screw that guy. Um, so, uh, <laughs> the truth will set you free. So, any, anyway, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, um, Tony, because, uh, who the hell is Tony? Yeah, who are you? Yeah, I get it. I'm with you. I mean, he thinks he invented turtlenecks, that kid. Like, what the hell? Seriously. Damn seriously. it. I meant to wear a turtleneck for you, and I forgot. Crap. Dang. It's okay. Start All over. Right. All right. I'm, I'm going to go last, and uh, um, I, I'm not going to be very controversial. I'll be frank. Uh, and, and this is just because I do not think it makes good radio, and it's only one time a year, but that is Legs giving his uh, – Tim Legler giving his Halloween tour of his house. Wow. It is – Terrible radio. I look, I like Halloween. I love Halloween. Halloween is about the visuals. It is like describing the smell of food to me over the phone. What do I get out of that? Absolutely nothing. That's my answer. I mean, but do you like do you like Flembrand trying to sell a a painting? You know what I mean? Like I feel like it's in the same vein. At least I can I, I can see that on Twitter later, but like usually it's just legs walking around on the phone. Right. Like, you know, they, they did go up there eventually. Right. This past year they went. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Didn't that they? was better. But I don't I don't ever watch the show. I only listen to oh, the podcast. So I see. You know, that's yeah. my answer. I, I did watch it and I thought it was a much better visual. But I get it. I yep. get it. Yeah. That's a you problem, Chris. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm done flipping the script on you guys. Okay, okay. All right. Well, give me the damn steering wheel back, George. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, okay. Will, 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 one second. Sorry, George, real quick. It didn't come up tonight, so I just have to ask. It's a one-word answer. We recently had uh, you now being in California, Matt Money Smith on the voice of the Chargers. Are you Chargers or are you Rams? So I, uh, between those two teams, I'm a Rams guy. Sean McVay okay. and I are buddies. Uh, there is a funny picture of me, Sean McVay, and Mina Kimes on um, my Instagram. And, uh, and I may have posted it on Twitter, too, uh, at some point. And it's basically me making fun of Mina, saying that Sean likes me more. Because he's totally leaning into me <laughs> like we're bros. And Mina's, like, off to the side, like, basically. And it was Thanks. her and I doing a show in L.A. from Rams camp. But in all seriousness, Sean and I are actually, like, cool. Uh, the Chargers are great, super nice people to work with, but Sean and I actually have like a little bit of a relationship, so I think that's just where it stems from. Thanks for buttering me up, George. All right. Thanks, George. <laughs> okay. There you go. See, he knows. All right. He knows. Before, 
before we end it, uh, I, I want to, um, I want to, on the count of three, I need to thank you, George. He has given us, he's gone way over his time. Uh, George, you, you recently, you're going to have a new show coming up. Is that correct? Yeah. So my ESPN LA show is going back to the afternoons. There's a, I don't have to get into the story as to why it was moved sure. to midday, but either way, I was in afternoons before I'm going back to afternoons, four o'clock Pacific, uh, right with LZ Granderson, who I used to work with back in the day when I did a morning show in LA. Um, so we're going to be doing the afternoon. We're going to have some fun. So yeah, if you want to tune in, subscribe to that podcast. If you want some fun and some LA sports. Um, so that's, uh, that's the deal. And that starts August 17th because all the okay. different changes at ESPN right. are happening on August 17th. Right on, right on. All right. Uh, on the count of three, can I get a thank you, George? One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you, George. Thank you, George. Thank you, George. Very well. All right. My pleasure to do Thank you. And so, to finalize this, I'm throwing it to Lou Rafter. Go ahead, Lou. Yes or no? Have you ever pooped your pants? Yes. Thank you, George. Thank you, George. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Right, guys. See you. Stay, stay safe. Thank you, you so Thank much, you. my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. And that's going to do it for this edition of Lauer After Hours. Thank you so much for listening and checking us out. You can always reach out to us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours, on Instagram, Lauer After Hours. Don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for more information on how to get treatment. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50-plus, for the LGBTQ plus community, a confidential program for first responders and service members, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for help. rcahelp.com slash podcast.